Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. That 10% discount can be yours at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Three of us in today, Dan Moylan here hosting things with Michael Normanton and Rob Conlon as well, completing our trio. TSB Plus, we give you extra podcasts. We give you our entire back catalogue of mags since 2009. Digital versions, don't we? That's dead good. Daily email, dedicated podcast feeds, ad-free, loads of stuff. Won't list all the benefits here. Thesquareball.net forward slash plus. Have a look at that. Part one of the show then is where we dive into the weekly news and the window is shut, it's slammed shut. You know that, we know that. We've not properly broken it all down, have we? So should we have a quick mention of it now? We are going to do an extra ball actually, aren't we, for for members, just where we kind of do it at a bit more length because I think it'll probably be too much just for here. Yeah, and we can talk a bit about, you know, some of the good aspects of it as well. Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, these are nice things. I'm glad mm. we've got them. A week ago, not so much. It wasn't going well, was it? We were, we were into record. We thought we were signing Cody Gakpo. Then we thought we were signing Bamba Dieng. Brad Rizani thought we were signing Bamba Dieng. <laughs> Brad Rizani definitely. I mean, he thought we did, but surely he wouldn't have tweeted anything to that. Uh, no, that would that would be almost unprofessional and look a bit sloppy, wouldn't it? It'd be really jumping the gun, wouldn't it, before, yeah. before he's in the country, before he's done a medical. All these things that could go wrong with a transfer, particularly of someone like Dieng, who may or may not get on a plane and may or may not pass a medical. But funny, in, funny though, because he's turned down Antwerp, didn't he? Who did? Dieng ended up getting farmed out. So I thought I think he was offered the opportunity of Antwerp because their window is slightly later than ours. Didn't fancy it. Wasn't he injured? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're, just, they're just trying, trying their very, very best. I think because if someone's already failed a medical, they're like, do you want this guy? They'd be like, what about the the old leg medical? He, <laughs> like he can run, right? <laughs> I know it's, it's fine. They were being being too cautious about it. Um, I'm just uh, going to say the important stuff is that he's known as Gody Hakpo. 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 That's how you pronounce it properly in, in, huh. in Dutch, I think. Um, That's good. I can, and apologies to the person who has sent that to us, but I've lost where it is now. I don't know if it's a tweet or an email or what, but wanted to correct my I mean, awful thoughts. we're not going to have to say it very often, other than to confirm when he signs for someone else <laughs> in January. Yeah. Um, what we do did get, and what we do know, is that uh, Willy Nyonto, uh, a sign from, from Zurich, he's a lovely young lad, isn't he? Jesse didn't know much about him. He didn't. He really didn't seem to know know anything, did he? When he turned up and there was that little clip of him going, he speaks good English. Oh, he speaks English. Fantastic. What's your name again? Sorry, sir. <laughs> what position? What position do you play? Okay. Not not left back. No. And not not really. A... So what, why are you here again? You seem quite little. For, you seem quite little for a target man as well. That I was kind of hoping for. Jesse didn't know if it was going to be Hakpo or could be Dieng, could have been Ben Brereton Diaz, could have been Ian <laughs> Nacho. Who else was there? Joe Puro at Swansea. Yeah, the yeah, Swansea guy. I mean, I like the, I like the Nacho one because they said he was unattainable, which might be because he was playing for Leicester at the time, which <laughs> could have caused a slight problem. Oh, yeah, no, I thought about that. That's true. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was just a normal deadline day in Leeds, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean. We're led to believe. Well, let's believe that um, well, the Ellen Road Insider. We have an insider, obviously. Uh, oh, do we? I may. I think so. Okay. Said that um, Jesse demanded just to bring me a warm body. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what happened. But, so, not, but not Dan James. But not Dan James. What were you going to say, Michael? Sorry. Uh, from the sounds of it, we were going to sign um, Ngonto. And if I said that right, <laughs> Nonto. It's, it's Nyonto. Nonto. Nonto. Him. We were going to sign him. I think you've typed it wrong on the sheet, so it's confusing. Okay, brain. that's probably right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I just read I read my own my own writing and thought that's not right is it um, it sounds like we were going to sign him anyway and in an you absolute sound like, you sound like Jesse when he first walked in in an absolute panic we've gone we fucking need someone don't we Christ yeah. We've otherwise we're going to actually just be a body down here so we've got him 
Uh, he hasn't been to Ellen Road yet, but his mum and dad have, which I really like. I mean, I like that, you know, the, the club have taken some pelters this week, but I will say it's nice the way that they kind of try to take this. I guess it's almost like a holistic approach to bringing a young lad because he is, he is only a baby, as Jesse mm. said, 18 years old. And they brought his mum and dad in and said, Look, you're going to love it here. Look at this. I mean, you say that, but they have basically called him up at what, 10 p.m. on a deadline day and gone, Right, you're 18. You're moving from Switzerland to Leeds. Uh, hope that's okay. Uh, I know you didn't have any plans to do this. You've not moved any of this stuff, but crack on, mate. Yeah, well, uh, yeah moving in January, right? No. No, now. January, August, <laughs> September. But I will say, we've got rid of Dan James and we've brought in someone even more adorable. Mm. Isn't he cute? Did you see his interview? He's a lo- his, he's a lovely young man, isn't he? With his braces on. Yep. And he's got little tiny, like childlike ears, hasn't he? Got really small ears, yeah, bless him. Yeah, someone pointed that out to me. It's really strange. I can't unsee it now. He's still growing. Maybe he'll grow. Your ears do keep growing as you get older, don't they? That's true. They never stop, do they? Ears and nose keep growing. So Peter Reed. Yes. So maybe he'll, um, his ears will grow into his head. I'm genuinely, genuinely. I know. Kind of. I feel a bit sorry for him in all all the shakedown of this because everyone's basically was like. Get us a sign-in for deadline day, especially if you're letting one leave. Not that sign-in. We wanted a different, more glamorous and expensive sign-in. It doesn't help that, like a week or two before, Jesse Marsh had talked about him and said, yeah, he's, he's someone we're definitely interested in, but he's not ready for the Premier League. Mm. And all of a sudden, he's the Dan James replacement, someone who has played in the Premier League for three years now. Well, this is his third, this is his third year, isn't it? Something like that. So it's not a great look to have uh, to have said he's not really good enough oh yes he is sorry we we made a mistake when we said that we were talking about someone else when we were saying that Jan Dames he wasn't ready uh, he is ready it turns out always was always was um, and will be a fine addition the Dan James stuff I mean I'm not I still struggle to be that bothered about him leaving which is I, maybe unfair I, it's not less it's less about him and his abilities because you, you can see there are technical limitations to his game can't you he's, mm. he is a speed merchant and, you know, it's like shades of Darren Huckabee in, in the days mm. of yore, but he always struck me that Huckabee could finish a bit as well. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of when Tyler Roberts left in that I was kind of, in some ways, I'm glad to see him leaving so we can see someone else from the bench. Right. Just because it's always Dan James and he never does anything. The, yeah. But he set up a goal against Chelsea. I mean, we have a very no, small did, sample suppose, size. didn't he? Oh, no, I do sort of think, you know, the club makes such a big noise about these young players we're signing and with some of them, I think we'll... He does need to play at some point if, mm. if we are going to see whether he's good enough or not. So from that All point right, of Angus. view, <laughs> so from that point of view, I think okay. But I do, I do, I just feel sorry for Dan James. Old personally. man Dan James clogging up the pathway. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like when when are we going to use these young players? Mm. Like we might as well give them a few games. But yeah, for Dan James on a personal level, and it does come back to the thing of just ringing up a eighteen year old lad and making him move across Europe mm. on deadline day. Like just sending Dan James who. Moved to Leeds last year, has had a kid, and now it's like, oh no, you're going to have to bugger off to London, mate. Sorry. It, do, it doesn't paint the picture of a well-executed transfer policy, does it? I think that's where the, the grief has, has come from. And Dan James is on a, one of our higher earners as well, by the sounds of it, yeah. which is, I suppose that's why it does look bad for the club as well, because actually you can look at the last day of transfer business and go, oh, so you've, well, you're better off from this, essentially, because I, I don't know how much we're, we're paying him, but it will not be as much as Dan James, will it? So... Feels like they've it feels like they've made a little cost save, a sneaky cost saving on the last day of the transfer window, which is not what anyone was really hoping for, and particularly in a day that started with us signing Cody Gakpo for forty million pounds, has ended with us probably saving about fifty grand a week on wages. Yeah, messaging it all got away from them, didn't it? And mm. uh, Jesse probably contributed to that. But we, we've said all this, and we will expand. I think on the on the transfer stuff uh, when we do the um, the transfer window. They can have a, the board can have a more extended kicking. <laughs> in a, in a, <laughs> In an episode of the extra ball, but I mean, it is that it's down to the messaging as much as anything else, isn't yeah. it? If it, he, if it was very, to... very badly executed. Does the final day? Yeah, considering how well planned it was at the start, and mm. again, I guess we're, we're treading on the same territory that we're going to do on that show. At the start, you went, "All right, fine." If we've accepted lower fees for um, Rafinha and Phillips, which, by the way, do look fairly poxy now against some of the other fees that have happened in the window. If you've accepted those fees to do business early, fine. Angus can sat here and explained as well with inflation as it is. Sometimes better to have the money now because in another year's time, 10 million quid might only be worth the equivalent of 9 million quid and so on and so forth. Mm. Fair enough, right? That that makes sense, even if we don't agree with all aspects of it. But that end was just fucking shambolic, wasn't it? Absolutely shambolic. Especially coming, what, 48 hours after Kinnear's programme notes, which again, has been mm. over plenty of times. But part of me, as we were saying earlier, is uh, I was almost pleased when Rodrigo got injured because it just showed up what absolute bollocks all that was mm-hmm. and how the obvious things that we could see were indeed as obvious as we could see and it's not us being stupid or impatient but 
we thought or, was, or behaving in a manner that's perplexed for example yes <laughs> when you see a forward line of proven internationals who are incredibly injury prone and 20 minutes later one gets injury in, injured and we've still only got one left back at the club and he's injured as well so, although we've got another proven international at number nine now <laughs> yes. we have a I was going to, we have a proven international left back don't we now well, we do don't ah, we? Yes, Pascal the big sad pirate has, uh, has got his call up um, while playing left back therefore so we, we, is a left back yeah we know that um, he could have uh, gone for any of the Benelux countries uh, or is it Indonesia his heritage mm. as well yeah so there's plenty of options there obviously you're going to go to one of the European ones because he's predominantly from there especially if they've been sniffing around him and, for a while know, now a chance of playing actually at World Cups and yeah stuff. Exa- exactly yeah yeah it makes sense doesn't it um, and he's gone for one of the three Benelux countries. Is it Bet or Nee or Lux? He's gone for Nee. That's the question. Gone for the Netherlands. The Netherlands, yeah. But good. Deserves it, I think. We just need to tell him to not listen to anything Louis van Gaal says after he uh, yes. talks Gakpo out of moving to Leeds. He obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. No. Or Pas- indeed, Pascal uh, should talk him into it. Uh, or indeed anything that uh, Diego Llorente says as well. <laughs> just ignore... Just focus on yourself. You do you. <laughs> yeah. You, you seem to be doing okay. He hasn't done very well, though, at left-back, I think. He's... He's done better at left back than Furpo did, yeah. <laughs> truthfully. Um, he, as much as I think, I, I think having a proper left back might give us a better shape. I think he's he's done really well there. So, well done, big pirate. Uh, long mate, continue and so on and so forth. Yeah, is he a big sad pirate or just a big pirate? Um, he's, he's just a big. I don't think sad's the right word for him. He's very understated. He seems quite shy, doesn't he? He's a big handsome pirate, isn't he? He's very handsome. He doesn't get talked about enough how handsome he is. Mm. I don't. I, maybe it's just my personal taste but I think he's very, I think he's a very nice looking boy good I think if it's a, if we have a centre back pairing of him and Robin Cock they should just we should automatically qualify for Europe for being <laughs> so handsome I would say so he does Robin Cock is the is the World War 1 pilot Lothario isn't he mm. he's got that kind of vibe about him most handsome pairing since Butler and Gregan <laughs> indeed uh, Leeds women another win good yes beat Middlesbrough 2-0 with Johnny Housen in attendance I thought you were going to say he was playing then for a second. No, no. But his daughter was mascot for Middlesbrough. Oh, bless. So he was uh, he was seen there. But he was cheering on Leeds, I heard. He will have been money. Yeah. He knows. He knows, really. Who scored? Tell me. Laura Bartup. Mm-hmm. Won and scored a penalty. Hot shot Bartup. Yeah, she's good. Good player. Um, and then Sarah Danby uh, made it two in the second half. And we are now second in the league. Just behind Barnsley. They seem good, though. Goals for 10. Goals against one. Mm. And they've won four out of four. But we've won three out of four. Lost only one. Yeah, is yeah. it one? It's only one team that goes up, is it? Yeah, that's the problem with this league. It sounds of, like a um, fix, doesn't it? it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've seen who's second. Then no leads. We're not letting them up. Yeah, yeah. they're bound in York and in New- Newcastle. Their owners very graciously allowing the women to play football. Yes, very good. That very is good of them. Very good of them to allow that. Yeah, at least in this country. Uh, but yeah, this is this is the northern um, division, isn't it? Uh, so you have got like at the bottom of the league, you've got Mersey Rail. So I presume they came up, did they last time? Up on the rails. Y- yes. Um, they've lost four out of four, conceding fifteen goals on the way. So you can see the range of like quality, can't you? In there between like you know Barnsley and uh, and Mersey Rail. Interesting. I want to see what Mer- what do they outfit do they play in? Is it trains? Is it like Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> Looks like a fairly standard uh, red and white stripe. Right. Disappointingly, it's quite a nice kit actually. Nike one looks a bit like uh, Atletico Madrid. Okay. Have you seen, have you seen Atletico's kit? Um, Sorry, Atletico, their kit. Mm, it's it's gone, probably it's wavy, wavy stripes. Oh, I don't like a wavy stripe. It's the it's the lowest selling home kit in their history or something. Or sales have plummeted like sixty percent. Not surprised. I hate it when they go wavy stripe. Is yeah. the uh, is the owner's son designed it or something? <laughs> that would be stupid. Couldn't possibly comment um, on that, Rob. Twenty ones. What's happened? No, since we last spoke. Pathetic. We've signed a player from. Uh, <laughs> have we? Uh, well, possibly, yes. So uh, we may get to see our new signing on Friday night because uh, we play away at West Brom. Okay. And I guess there's a chance, with it being a Friday night and game not till the Monday, I guess it maybe gives a chance for players to have a bit of a game in this. And then if you want to give someone half an hour, but then play him in the first team. Poor Matteo Joseph. Such a promising start to the season. Mm. He's been training with the first team, hasn't he? He's been spotted. Mm, he, he deserves it he's, he's played really well at the start of the season I've actually been more impressed with Joseph than I have Sonny Perkins I know he's been mm. getting a bit more of the hype being the, the new boy but I think Joseph has been really good it'll be interesting again to see who plays left back after <laughs> Alfie McCallumon had a little go there the other week and scored a fine goal albeit was at fault for the opposition's goal or, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this is a chance to get all the lesser, lesser involved boys get, get them all a game who are you thinking? Don't know whoever's lesser involved. It was it was Joe Donahue, by the way, who um, tweeted to say that Matteo Joseph had been spotted training with the first team. 
scored five goals so far, hasn't he? Mm. But we're in that classic situation of depleting the um, the twenty ones in order to supplement the first team, aren't we? Again, I mean, they've got loads of strikers, so yeah, it's true. Yes, um, so Chris, just, Chris Clarkson left back. Yeah, give him a go. I'm just looking at um, at the fixtures on Friday. It's Burnley Norwich. He's on telly. Dear God. So there's no um, there's no Premier League game. So hopefully we'll be able to watch the West Brom. 21s game because yes. obviously there's no blackout because when the Premier League's on they can't show the 21s can they just just stupid yeah are they are they so do they have so little confidence in the Premier League product <laughs> that they think Leeds against West Brom under 21s is going to drag such a big TV audience away mm-hmm. might do stupid bloody rules so yeah well uh, would you play Nonto yes at left back oh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, there's any chance of Firpo getting a game actually because we're mm-hmm. coming up to the time that Jesse said Firpo would be injured for and there's been talk of him training and things like that and you know an actual just to see an actual left back would be a real novelty mm-hmm. this season because we've not had it yet so we, maybe we'll see him have an appearance <laughs> potentially I guess Ailing and Cooper might make a bit of an appearance mm-hmm. as well if they want to just give him a, a little a little practice ahead of Monday get some minutes in your legs lads yeah just just give him half an hour just to see how they look and then and then take him off and you know keep him safe for the bench or get him injured <laughs> which is what seems to happen in a very Leedsy way but like yeah, he's just going to complete his comeback, just needs to play. Oh, never mind. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. Exciting times in the Conlon household then, Rob. Uh, you've just moved house, haven't you? The Conlon shared household, shall we say. Um, have you had to employ the services of any solicitors to uh, to do your conveyancing? Because I've heard there are some good ones, uh, Leeds-based ones, Leeds fans as well at that. I should use, yeah, it's uh, Levi's, I should use them, shouldn't I? But... Uh... I'm still actually waiting for my deposit back, so I might have to get in touch with them to get in touch with my previous landlords. So if you need somebody to write a letter for you... A threatening one, ideally. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that Levi's would never write a threatening letter. It would be completely above board and legally sound, I imagine, mm. um, if they were to write a letter to anybody. Hard to believe a landlord would try to keep a deposit as well. Great bunch of lads normally, aren't Unbelievable, they? Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, this kind of thing does go on, but you don't have to take it. And if you wanted 10% off that letter being written to your former landlord to get your deposit back levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball mention us 10% off your legal fees how's that for a deal very good what else do they do oh loads of stuff (laughs) (laughs) for business and for you as an individual that's good do you want me to tell you about all the things or should we just assume that the person listening to this can have a look themselves legal stuff yeah loads of brilliant legal stuff all the good stuff Mm. the big all the big topics (laughs) (laughs) levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball here we're going to preview Forest. then. So many signings. I mean, where do we even start with this? It's, where do you start? It's become a standing joke. They've gone absolutely mental, haven't they? It's Monday night, 8 o'clock, so no game over the weekend. What are you going to do with yourself? Um, I'm going up to Northumberland, actually. See some friends. It's nice, nice isn't it? You've got friends, you got friends yeah. outside was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. What will you be doing, Rob? Uh, I'm not sure. It's a nice free week and I was writing about it on the blog how when the rugby league season overlaps with the football season you kind of have your weekend ruined by two Leeds teams but the Rhinos are playing on Friday night in the playoffs so they'll probably be knocked out by then which means I can have a nice stress-free weekend I think. And you just spend the weekend getting over the misery before it brings us back round to Monday. We'll be alright. We'll, we'll win on Monday. New mid-table Leeds United beating these Johnny-come-lately promoted teams. Pa! Okay. They're, um, what have you made of Forest so far? Have you seen any of the games that they've, um, they've been on telly or anything? Only match of the day stuff. I've mainly just been marvelling at their transfer business. Their entire new squad. Tw- yeah. 21 signings, which is a, a record, I think, isn't it? A British record. I don't even think we did this when we were kind of relegated from the Premier League and we're really scratching around trying to find, you know, get a squad together having sold everyone. It's remarkable what they've done. It, I mean, it might work. I think they've signed some, some quite good players in there. It's just trying to blend them all together at the very last minute seems like a bit of a risk yeah and seeing them lose 3-2 to Bournemouth that's kind of uh, if, you, mm. if you're chalking up much as we are I guess for this one if you're chalking up where your points are going to come from for survival Bournemouth at home 2-0 up 2-0 up that's definitely three points at that point you're saying and much like we need to beat Forest on Monday because if we don't I think if we don't beat Forest things will start getting a little bit tetchy mm. Mm. even though it won't drag us into the relegation zone or anything it's a relegation sort of thing to do. I suppose. It's losing at home to Forest. No, you're right. You look at, um, I mean, the thing that kept us up last season really was we beat these crap teams. Mm. Which, so yeah, you, you do want to, uh, we need to get, well, we don't need to get a win, but we should get a win here, I think. But I mean, no, so they, but I was going to say, Forest fans are going to jump on you saying crap teams, but the, the, the natural order of things, as we found out last season, is if you, you know, 
when you come up, it's bloody hard work and it can be really hard work even in your second season, even if you make the first season look comfortable. It looks like they're going to be somewhere in that mix, doesn't it? Because of what they've done so far. There are loads of crap teams in the Premier League. We were one of them last season. Mm-hmm. But you've just got to make the ones below you. They've signed three left backs, which feels like they're taking the piss out of us a little bit because I didn't <laughs> think that was possible. Can we get one on loan? Lend us one. Go on, for a bit. Yeah. I mean, they, they do pass the first sticker book test don't they in terms of people were allowed in the Premier League because obviously we said Brentford mm. shouldn't really be allowed in Forest fine they're in as far as I'm concerned yeah first time we played them this millennium in the Premier League wow imagine that I yeah. used to uh, I went to Union Nottingham and I used to work in the club shop sort of under Did the you? radar and absolute I know Judas. yeah I was only there, I wasn't there very long but they really hate us as well it was funny because I'd be serving people on the till and they'd come up and chat to me about knowing the forest. And I was like, I don't care, mate. I'm a Leeds fan. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see them just there, the shock on their faces. Well, now I know that's possible. I'm going to head straight over to the lead shop and do some, carry out some interrogations. <laughs> <laughs> Get out Who do you support? Pictures of Mark Beanie. Who's this? <laughs> Tell me who it is. They've probably still got pictures of Mark Beanie in the shop, so they should know. That's we would, uh, true. We would occasionally have to print the players' names on the shirt for like the match, the match worn shirts. Mm. And I think Andy Reid was indeed an extra large. That's all I remember. <laughs> I was looking back actually to the last time we played Forest in the Premier League and, and some of the players that were involved in it. Callum Palmer played for Nottingham Forest. Did he really? In those days, yes. As did future Leeds legend Dougie Friedman was also in that team. Oh, wow. I, didn't re- I didn't even realise Palmer had gone to Forest. So we won 3-1 in that game. So the form, the Premier League form is with us. Right, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just got to keep a, that going, haven't we? That was a comfortable home win. And if, <laughs> if Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, Ian Hart and Alan Smith can score again, absolutely fine. Just... Uh, just be I mean, Richard Goff, I, su- I suspect, is too old to be playing still, yeah. given he was about 40 even at that point. Let's find out how old he is <laughs> right now. I was just going to say what I like about this fixture is something you touched on there about um, you want the Premier League to be what it was when you were a kid, like when basically when you were 13. Mm. Richard Goff, Welsh footballer? No, sure Scottish. I know it's as Welsh, a different one. Uh, he's currently age 60. Right, probably going probably gonna to be a bit of a stretch for him then. Yeah. Mm. Born in Stockholm, no less. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I was going to say it's it's a it's it's a fun fixture is this one because we've got a chance of getting something out of it for a start. But it's Forest; they'll travel well, they'll probably sing well because they're going to be looking forward to this game because they hate us. You know, there's there's a bit of a bit of needle there, all centered around historical stuff, isn't there? Be it Miners or Brian Clough or whatever. Mm. Yeah, the the Miners strike, to be clear, is what yeah. you mean. <laughs> yeah, is, is what you probably worth clarifying. What you mean there for any any new listeners who maybe don't know the. The history of industrial disputes. I'm just looking down their, down their squad at all the players they have brought in. Dean Henderson, obviously, they're starting at the at the yeah. back. Um, Morgan Gibbs White, the biggest one. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, that was one of those ones that where you went. Didn't we get that for Calvin Phillips, who's an England international? Anyway, never mind. Never mind. All's all's well. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of money there. They've even signed Lewis O'Brien just to spite us. Albeit, I think the only clip I've seen of O'Brien on match of the day so far, he sort of got the ball and just kind of collapsed to the floor, and then the opposition scored. I think, so. <laughs> So they got Wayne Hennessy as well as another keeper. The one who did the Nazi salute, but, well, didn't, didn't, but, know, didn't, did but didn't know about the Nazis. Never was heard of him. Was his defence? He was like, hmm, don't know. But then they've done the, they've done said, the classic. Well, I mean, what you're telling me sounds bad. Yeah. I'll be honest, but I've never heard of him until before. So, uh, And they've done the classic Liverpool tax thing of paying £16 million for, uh, for Nico Williams. Mm. Do you want me to run through their strengths according to whoscored.com? Please do. There you go. Done. None. None. But then again, um, whoscored.com said that Dan James had no significant strengths, and then we know that's not right. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Tolerant, <laughs> tolerance, fortitude. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But being in the wrong place at the wrong time is Dan James's uh, strength, isn't it, really? Who's the, left, who's the left back these lot have just signed on loan from Atletico? Lodi. Is it Renan Lodi or yeah, something yeah. like that? But then, yeah, we, that, we should have had him. I don't know much about him, except that <laughs> uh, my son Sam signs him on FIFA. And go. he's good, so... We, well, should have, we should have done that. Well, Forrest are bad at, very weak at protecting the lead and avoiding fouling in dangerous areas. Right. They're then weak at scoring chance, finishing chances, uh, avoiding individual errors, defending counter-attacks, defending set-pieces, defending down the wings, defending against long shots, defending against through balls, defending against skillful players. Mm-hmm. So football. I mean, they got absolutely schooled by uh, Lewis Cook in the second half against Bournemouth. So, I mean, he's been like injured for most of the last five years, it feels mm. like. So, Adams and Rocker, come on now. Yeah. I just I want to see us go into a game and dominate the opposition. I think it'll make me feel better about the state mm. of play at Leeds because you do start to get all wobbly and angsty, don't you? Off the back of like a defeat like we endured at, at Brentford, just to go into this and just a, a routine win would be lovely. Yeah, I think we've it is must win. I would say is this because and particularly the time we're playing the mat, we're fortunate that they won't have had any time to settle yet. 
I can see maybe after Christmas they might get the shit together a bit and actually know each other's names and stuff like that. Yeah, because the, the the international break for the World Cup is going to favour them, isn't it? It's going to give them time to kind mm-hmm. of actually get together. But it, And even then, it's still a task, isn't it, to put that many new bodies together? Yeah, I think panic might kick in a little bit if we lose this. A draw wouldn't be a disaster, I suppose, but I feel like we need, really need to win this. Yeah, well, if you if you look at the Premier League as you need to get nine wins plus some draws, let's call it ten, just to mm-hmm. be safe. Ten wins, these lot at home in their current state and their record so far suggests they've not yet got it together. It's got to be, hasn't it? As you say. And that's not to say that we will go in there and it'll be a routine home win, but it should be a home win. I also feel unqualified to really say how good they are because I don't know <laughs> several of these players are. Who they sign, like Remo Frula, um, Musa Nyakate, no, uh, Tayo Awoniyi. I mean, I don't know who these people are. They might be brilliant. Oral, Oral Mangala. I don't even think we've actually been able to fit the whole list of signings on I think there's only, there's only 18 or 19 yeah, here seem to, even though it was from an article called the 21 players they've signed they've not put 21 players on this list <laughs> so I, I couldn't be bothered to do the research to find the extras there's loads they've I've, got a lot of players in their squad good god I'm just looking through their squad list it goes on for pages I wonder with Forrest I've been chatting to someone who's got a, a Forrest um, pal and saying I, I wonder at what point Forrest will start to hate the Premier League when the, the, the fun kind of wears off you know the novelty aspect of being in there mm will wear off because it's a grind in it a lot of the time particularly as a new club I mean I'm looking at their their record so far they opened with a defeat routine defeat to Newcastle they didn't did they? yeah I thought they won on the opening I thought they won their opening game no I'm, I'm no they wrong. didn't and then they came back to uh, the city ground and beat ah, West, first home game it was sorry beat, yes beat West Ham 1-0 um, which they should have lost basically yeah they got they got battered in that more yeah. or less <laughs> drew with Everton and then Three defeats on the bounce, Spurs, Man City, and then Bournemouth. I mean, Spurs and Man City, you can write off, can't you? I mean, I'd do it this year and we're into our third season in the Premier League. I would go, ah, fine, whatever. There's almost no shame in losing 6-0 to Man City. Fine. Yeah, they've conceded 14 goals. Obviously, that Man City game has, has coloured that somewhat, but even three at home to Bournemouth. But the Bournemouth one is the is the bad one because Bournemouth are dire. And as Scott Parker said, I've got a load of shit players. I mean, I'm paraphrasing there, but that's what, <laughs> that was more or less what he said. How on earth are they going to keep this load of dickheads up? I think what we're skirting around here is that this is a should win. Michael, you're framing it as a must win. I, I was joking with Phil Hay, I know, Phil I know. Hay about this. Saying must, it a must win. win obviously isn't correct because if we don't win, we'll still be outside of the relegation zone with but, but if we don't many, win, many games to play. But if we don't win, it looks bad. Yeah. I've, I've penciled this down as a win in my head, so I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about the size of it. I wouldn't look forward to next week if we don't win because it's going to be one of... I mean, we've seen the reaction to this weekend, which is understandable, but you think, Christ, if you follow that up, we've not beaten Forest. People mm. probably will lose their shit a little bit. And I assume if fit, we will be seeing Liam Cooper return. You would hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would think it. surely he will He will play. Or we'll have to reshuffle things in a way that, that your NSA doesn't because I feel like it's, it's a game that has... As you were saying earlier about taking Llorente out of the firing line, it's a game that has the potential. If he fucks something up, even if they don't score from it, if he does something daft in the first five minutes, yeah. everyone will go, "Fucking hell, get him off!" And yeah. it, it'll be the it'll just create a really horrible atmosphere around the place. It, it doesn't even have to be a, a big mistake either, does it? Just no. a bit of miscontrol or a, give the ball away, or a bit everyone... more skipping over the ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Yeah, take him out, not permanently. That'd be rude. But yeah, put Cooper. If Cooper can play, put him in. Yeah. I think I think he will. Especially if there's a game that you know that if Cooper needs to kind of ease himself back into the Premier League, you'd rather it was Nottingham Forest at home than going to Old Trafford. So you know, six days later, wouldn't you? Yeah, true. I like the idea of Aileen hopefully coming back into the team as well. Yeah, if his nose is mm. <laughs> up to it, I don't know what the um, I don't know what the treatment is for that. I mean, obviously he was able to play on with it in the just, state. It was re- in. reset it, don't you? But doesn't it take a while to sort of stick? Is he going to wear one of those masks? That'd be good for Bionic Alien. Oh, that'd be, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Feel like a superhero. Um, okay, so dare we call it as a home win or do we just want to frame it as a should win and probably need to? That. Yeah, we'll win. Okay. <laughs> Does that make you feel uncomfortable, Michael? No, it's fine. I think I thought we'd beat Everton as well. Truthfully. It's still early in the season. I'm trying my best not to be too stressed out by it all. Well, so we've far. got the new Premier League's new breakout star in Lewis Sinistera. He's going to score again. That's true. He's been fun to watch, hasn't he? And then I think young Brendan's had a couple of kind of just not below par games, but he's not stood out. It's time for him to mm. shine again. And Bamford might be fit to start this one as well. I know, And, he, and he'll be itching to play because it's his club, isn't it? It's Forest. It is, of course. Mm. So yeah, he's had... Um, He's had a couple of sub appearances without injury, hasn't he? So he must be edging close to at least at least a full half. Good looking forward to his injury then, Michael. Thank you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Heroes and villains will pick one of each from the last seven days. First is the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award, named in honour of our former owner and chairman who made us all pretty miserable for a for a bit. So who has made us sad this week? Diego Llorente. Diego Llorente. Plus referee Rob Jones. Yep. I mean, so, so many people nominated Llorente. Misbehaving uh, when bathing nominated Llorente, 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 Llorente. Mm-hmm. Which was maybe a, a little bit harsh. Billy B., Nominated science, the experiment to see what happens when you sew a man's <laughs> legs on the wrong way around and replace his, his brain with a potato is a step too far. Um, T- TJ is sort of blaming someone else while nominating Urente. He, uh, the swamp witch that cursed Diego. Uh, can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the second bit on. Suggesting he's got a meth dealer, which he obviously hasn't. It's a, it's a comedy device, isn't it, to highlight the incompetence in his performance. Uh, Sassy Bobby, Reese, Tim, Tom. Um, Is it loads of others? Yeah, loads of people nominated. Thank you. Uh, Rob Jones, the uh, the referee. Mm. I, I'm I'm a bit like this about blaming referees for, for heroes and villains. Like, it nah. feels, like we're, feels like we're unloading responsibility for the victory, uh, defeat, sorry, onto, onto the ref. But it was, it was gross incompetence, wasn't it? It's what referees are there for. Yeah, fair point. Part yeah. of the fun, one of the things that first attracted me to football as a kid was that I could stand on a seat and shout the referees a wanker even though I was 10. Yeah. And normally that would have, at home, it'd be like, you can't really... You can't really be saying that. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't speak to your grand like that. Uh, <laughs> Who's the bastard in the black? Who's the bastard in the black? No, <laughs> Nan, sorry. But no, I think it's fair enough that we that we slag, it, slag him off. And in, in line with it, I suppose, as well, VAR, um, Philip saying, VAR officials, the system itself is fine, but if the referees are using it as shit, it's pretty pointless. Mm. Which we did see, that basically was the fault of it. If they'd have pulled it back for to look again at our decision, which Jesse wanted them to, he did ask nicely, ish. I'm getting, I'm getting sticky. Who's, you haven't even put a name on this. Who's this coward? <laughs> What's this? Uh, for suggesting my, my point a goal stat has failed completely when you concede five absolute gifts. No, it's over the course of a season, isn't it? Well, I know, but what if we lose every game 5 2? Yes, we won't know. <laughs> <laughs> but if we, if we go and beat Forest 2 0, or whatever, we'll have got 12 goals and we'll have 11 points on the board, so it'll still track there or thereabouts. It's like it's over the course of a season, so go away. <laughs> not, not having criticism. Well, I'm just having a look at the league table now. Manchester City, 20 goals, 14 points. Not fair, that. They've wasted six goals there, haven't they? They really have. It just goes to show how ridiculously far ahead they are, doesn't it? That's the thing. Except they're not the second. Yeah, I mean, like in terms, of, in terms of like squad building, they've got Haaland in there just scores for fun, and they've, they've put six past Forest, haven't they? Yeah, Haaland is like cheating. Really, they shouldn't. They shouldn't have been allowed him. Oh, but Someone what's that? Have... Arsenal have uh, they've scored fourteen goals, fifteen points. Imagine that. Spurs scored 12, 14 points. It's, it tracks, is what I'm saying. Ish, ish. It does. <laughs> They're all different <laughs> numbers, aren't they? Newcastle, Newcastle, seven and seven. Southampton, seven and seven. It tracks sometimes. West Ham, four and four. I'm only picking out the ones that, of course, <laughs> yeah. prove, prove my argument, That's, which is 
which is what you do with any kind of... That's uh, how you argue on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the other data. Ignore the evidence that doesn't suit you. Exactly. That's, that's absolutely fine. Uh, another Dan has been on nominating uh, Bamford for his miss. Mm, I could have scored that, he says, which is something you do say quite often. Oh, my nan could have scored To bring nans back into it, my nan yeah. could have scored that. Luke Varney couldn't have scored it, though, as we've seen in the past. Yeah, mm. Luke Varney was closer in. Managed to hook it back off the line, didn't he, against Southampton that time? I mean, Brentford as a concept actually quite underrepresented in this. There's a couple of nominations from the concept of it and, and all the rest of it, but you can't get offended at Brentford, can you? I mean, they deserve to win. They've got, you know, Tony, a good player up front, made our stupid defence look stupid. Mm. What can you do? <laughs> Neil Masterman nominates uh, Janssen. Yeah. As in Pontus. Mm-hmm. The Danish have probably got loads of Janssens. Um, for being a bit of a wanker, pretending he doesn't wish he was still at Leeds. Mm. Which is true. I know Brentford fans will say otherwise, but... Yeah, yeah, of course he does. He was a lot more concerned about Luke Ayling, I noticed, than whoever the Brentford player was that went down. Oh, in was that it? Head. Yeah, he, <laughs> Janssen went over to Ayling to make sure he was all right. It's going to be it's going to be VAR, in it, or the ref? Which one? Are we putting them together? I mean, it's kind of one and the same. If, uh, but, I mean, we did see who was the ref who, who actually went to look at the screen and, and didn't give a the decision. Michael Oliver, it was it? That was for the Forest game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that one's it was weird on that because I I don't know if that was a penalty or not. That was, so it was, it was kind of the sideways handball, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know went, how handball works now. No, I don't. Either. <laughs> I watched it loads of times and went, yeah, I don't know. Flip, flip a coin. It'd be good if refs did that sometimes. Actually, <laughs> yeah. if they watched it ages and went, oh, I can't tell. Can you? It goes the VR, man. VAR, then the screen, and then to the coin. Is that yeah, they just go. Here we go. We won a European. Tie on a, a flip, flip of a coin once, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Before they had penalty shootouts. Yeah, they couldn't be separated as so they flipped a coin, yeah? End of extra time. Bring it back. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Bring it I, back I actually, for VAR. I actually quite like if you can't If you can't decide within the first minute of it, just flip a coin. I quite liked what Michael Oliver did because it, it goes to show there is a point potentially to sending the refs to the screen. And if they, if they get it right here, if they push through with reform on this and the ref has it within his gift to then say, I'm not going to be pressured into overturning this just because you think I should. Hmm. It's a sign of at least a strong ref, whereas I think these are they're all made of candy floss at the minute, like from a an emotional point of view. I mean, part of the issue could be that you get a strong ref who will steadfastly stick to a bad decision. So like, no, I'm sticking with my decision. And people, but, people on the ESA might be going, yeah, but there was actually no contact whatsoever. And you go, shut up. But I won't be spoken to like that. You're carded. But that's fine. It just it means you can direct your hatred to the guy on the field rather than Stockley Park. So what this is building to, the logical conclusion, get rid of Stockley Park. Yeah. That's the that's the real obvious way of getting rid of this. Uh, was it Keith Hackett who suggested that they should um, have the VARs at least at the ground rather than uh, in Stockley Park remote, and it would then enable the VARs like assign specific VARs in ref teams because so you can choke stuff at them. Yeah, but that's that's what they did um, some years back, wasn't it? To was to assign fixed ref and uh, linesman teams to basically stay together all season, so there's like they understand how each other works, mm. and it just makes decision making that much better and more harm. More harmonious, I guess, is the right phrase. And by putting the VAR ref into that dynamic, maybe it changes things a little bit and they learn how to work together. It's one of like a 12 points mm. that he, uh, he listed as uh, possible reforms that would make the whole shit show better. West it End, is a shit show. West End Ralph has an idea as well. He says he doesn't understand how no one has had the idea to look at it in other sports and go from there. I'll tell you like, what, they, I'll use it, they use it in rugby league. I mean, arrogance, arrogance. We are not rugby league fans, are we, Dan? But no. you, you do like rugby league. Does mm. it work in rugby league? I mean... I've been against VAR from the start because often it doesn't work properly in rugby right. league. It's a bit of a mess at times. But it does, this is so it does work in though. Rugby you, union it does. You hear it, don't you, in rugby league as well? That you yeah. can, you can you, yeah, rugby sometimes, union. yeah. Um, I think it's only on when it's on the BBC, weirdly, he gets to hear the video right. ref, but not on Sky. But uh, the problem is when you're just sending one subjective decision for another man to have his subjective mm. opinion, it's always just going to be a bit of a mess. Like I always say, you look at a newspaper on a Monday morning, they'll always have columnists from a ref, uh, from an ex-ref talking about the weekend's decision and quite often you look at different papers and they'll have different opinions and you think well how are we going to work this if, but, but how if is that and, and what I was going to say to Michael's point is like, how is it any different in terms of the, assigning the blame game to a ref giving a shit decision inside the stadium it's not really is it so it, it, at least it's familiar ground for us you know you can accept a bad decision if you can at least understand the reasoning of it you know that's maybe what it should be there for I'd like a bad decision instantly is what I'm saying yeah that, that's where I'm at <laughs> to be fair. I think that, it would improve the flow of the Just game go, yeah, penalty fine it's wrong fuck off don't care just take it um, take it and move on of course the board have got some pelters this week as well um, Jesse, Mar- Jesse Marsh nominating him right oh, <laughs> no, not, 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 not really <laughs> um, um, yeah Jelly and Grumpy Git Kev among those who've, uh, who've nominated the boards for 
general direction of travel, is it, this week? Yeah, says, uh, they're the three horsemen of the apocalypse. The only reason humanity has survived is because they've left in charge of recruiting the four. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that is a great line. Who's, who's your villain of the week, then? Uh, ref stroke VAR. Are we letting you rent out I the say we've been kind to Diego. I don't like giving it to our own I, I don't really. And he's had a lot of stick. I'm sure he knows he's done wrong. Mm. Yeah, he knows he's been a naughty boy, doesn't Whereas he? Whereas the referees have gone back to their own little referees compound and probably all been like, good job, guys. We've had a really good weekend here. Solid. No, yeah. Nothing went wrong at all. Do you think with VAR, because it felt like this weekend has spiralled out of control with it, do you think one thing going wrong makes more things likely to go wrong? Yes. Because ev- psychologically everyone gets in a weird space with it and is like, oh, we, we know that thing's gone wrong at Newcastle. Well, a well, perfect example is Jesse Marsh's red card. That that on its own probably you might think doesn't warrant a red card. Well, that's been coming for weeks. Mm. So they clearly all talk and have been saying we've got to clamp down on his behaviour. So I do. Mm. I think it spirals. With the, I don't. It feels like you know if you've ever been in like a a near car accident and then you feel like you drive like an absolute idiot for a bit after it. It feels a bit like referees have done that this weekend. Something's some stuff's gone wrong and they're all panicked by it and have just completely lost their minds. Yeah, I mean you've got to understand as well. I think from their point of view, like even though they are refs and therefore perverts, as Moscow described them mm. the other week, they are still caught up in the middle of the Premier League circus, aren't they? It must involve, being in the middle of a game, still must involve a lot of adrenaline. Mm. And some of that must transfer to the VARs as well. Yeah. Like you're thinking that there's, there's so much at stake, this is going around the globe. I, it's, you know, it's like being, I don't know, I guess uh, one of the researchers or something, somebody important on the X Factor on a Saturday night, you know, and like we've got to get this live broadcast right. Mm. It comes with expectation, doesn't it, about this, the scale of the product that the Premier League is. And as a ref stood in front of a screen going, you have to make a decision on this now. Watch this and then tell me. <laughs> don't fucking know. That's <laughs> where the coin should be an option for. Yeah. So, if, so if, are we saying after a two-minute time limit has expired? Get the coin out. Coin, one minute? Give me a minute. Other people have said like you should be allowed to look at the, the replays from like w- each angle once. And once you've viewed all those... If there's no decision, you just got to stick with it. What if you miss something on one of the replays, though? <laughs> That's the difficulty of it. There's always going to be some scope for it. Just get rid of the fucking thing. Yeah. Get rid. Okay. I bring the bring in the coin. Bring it. <laughs> get rid. Of it. If you can't bring it, if you can't get rid, bring in the coin to at least add um, an element of fun. What would you put on the coin? Would you go for a standard coin, or would you go for a specially minted Premier League one that they could flog off around the world? Oh, you got to just go for something. Let the refs bring their own thing. How big would it be? Would you like like a massive coin that a ma- can like see? a big novelty chocolate coin? Yeah, like the, you know those ones in Starbucks you get that like, like yeah, big. I think I made a money thing. I've got a Starbucks. Well, of course, you've got <laughs> you know. There's a bloody kettle at home. Exactly. <laughs> but but you, are you aware of them then, Rob? As I've a, heard of Starbucks. As, as a yeah. metropolitan young man, they're they're about I don't know maybe five inches yeah, across, yeah. Or whatever. Nice big coin like that, you can see it. Mm. And I'd add some, add some visual spectacle. You uh, you keep the gold wrapper, don't you? But it's just <laughs> empty, it's hollow. And then you could then you could eat the coin afterwards. That should be part of it. Yeah. The ref then has to run around <laughs> chomping on it with a belly full of <laughs> chocolate. Right, great. Uh, so it's the refs and VAR. Fine, good. Um, the Gitano Barati Hero of the Week Award. Let's do that. Someone who's made us feel happy, who's represented what's good about Leeds United over the last seven days. Obvious place to start will be Sinistera because he's done some good stuff. Yep, Thomas Frank's sweaty grotto has got in touch to say, just, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just keep him on the field and give him the ball. <laughs> it was the policy with Rafinha. They're just picturing the walls, like these uneven, rocky walls with sweat just, <laughs> just dripping Oof. down and onto the floor. Uh, sorry, go on. Sweat and, and other bodily fluids, potentially. Yeah, uh, But yeah, keep him on the field, give him the ball, let him do stuff. <laughs> Easy. Brooksy, Chris... Uh, Keith, Ginger, Paul, Ethan, Jez and Craig all uh, waning on this one Sinistera. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, it's the short. He's good. <laughs> short uh, reason for his nomination. I mean, really, really good. his goal got completely overshadowed, didn't it? Because they scored five of them. Yeah. Was it Moscow who said, actually, was it in his match report when he said, if he'd have totally yeboed it into the top corner, they'd be talking about it for goal of the month. But all the skill was in the flick over the head, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. And it was just then he just rolled it into the corner like it, you know, it was just he's, everyday business. He's got this real calm air about him of just, yeah, I'm good. I'm better than you. This is what I do. Like his finish against Everton, mm. you sort of thought, oh, weaker foot, quite far out. Oh, he's just rolled it into the bottom corner. Nice That's one. What he does. A, a low shot never looks as good, does it? Even though I think for, from a goalkeeper's point of view, they're, they're harder to save something really low, like into a low bottom corner. Because mm. obviously you've got to get down to it and they tend to be quite big. The goalkeepers, so it's uh, it's probably a smart finish, but yeah, not start, sexy, start, not sexy enough. Start twatting me off the crossbar <laughs> if you want the people to really enjoy him. <laughs> and we'll, we'll maybe we see that against Forest. Right on to Luke, the return of the ailing. Um, Sarah's been in touch. 
we're struggling here, trying to find some joy in this, but the joy is Luke Ailing. Thank God he's back. Within a few seconds, he's broken his own nose and he's put an assist in. Welcome back, Bill. Oh, you didn't put the opening swooshy sound on there, did you? Don't Taking get everything. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Being substandard at your job again. Sloppy. Very, very sloppy. But yeah, it was the, the Luke Ailing overlap. I'm sure we can we could go back to previous games and look where Rasmus has not gone at that mm. point. He's he's been in a position to overlap and he's just he's not quite had the confidence or he's scared. Maybe a bit. Whereas Ailing was like, fuck it. The face is already ruined. Let's just get get stuck in and put a ball in. So yeah, it was um it was great, was Ailing. The uh, the bit I liked about that as well, because I think it was from a corner, wasn't it? And he sprinted back to sort of get back in position in case they countered and then Leeds kept the ball and he sprinted again forward. Yeah. And it is it, Put that together with the broken nose, and it is sort of the Luke Aylin we've all grown to know and mm. love. Yeah, so he's got a lot of uh, nominations. Um, Simon, Irish and Annoyed, Dave, um, Rossman, um, Sam Not Byram, Sir Richard of Castleford's back as well, all with nominations for, for Bill's um, for Bill's return. Yeah. It's nice to see him, and as Phil was saying on the Phil Hay Show, there might be life in the old dog yet. Yeah, I, I think so. It, it's I'd, I'd sort of not written him off. I'd started to see that this was maybe his last season, and then you get a little cameo like that and you're like oh he's our best he's still our best fullback I think that, that's the nice thing cause obviously he's got a year left on his deal and you go alright then play well you get another one mm. that's how it should work yeah. and it's a good start so being, far being rewarded for good output yeah I mean we saw it with Foreshaw last year didn't we what's Michael's excuse <laughs> how dare you <laughs> you didn't even put the clicky clicky noise in ah, um, went just, wrong yesterday I had to go, I had to go <laughs> to hospital with my son with a split open head <laughs> <laughs> which what, what were you doing what did you do that to him for Hey, um, no, it was a, it was a trampoline incident, not yeah. involving me. I will say, but, uh, a, a clash of heads. Oh yeah, classic. Oh, did they go down? And oh, <laughs> it's quite bad actually. <laughs> I was, I mean, I've seen the, I've seen the pictures and I did win a bit. I felt a bit queasy with it, but uh, he's fine anyway. Glued it back together. Just, that's what they do now, isn't it? No bother. Same as Luke Ailing's nose. Just stick it, <laughs> stick it back somehow on Get, his face, like more or less straighten it up. Some gorilla glue. Exactly. Never Marsh. did Steve Bruce the arm, did it? Uh, Jess, Jesse Marsh getting hero nominations this week, which feels uh, slightly controversial given mm. the way it's all gone. Well, some people like it. So one of the nominations here is from, is from Llorente takes acid before he plays. I mean, um, Costa Blancas does come with the caveat as well. Marsh in his video, video with Nonto, shame he's a clown who thinks getting sent off is going to help anything. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Llorente takes acid before he plays. These names are getting a bit out of control, aren't they? But yeah. um, for acting on the sideline, like we are like watching. But that's that's both a good and a bad thing, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, Scrooge is saying that his theatrical performance is far stronger than any written message could be to the refs club or whatever it's called, that the whiny-faced fat characters do to get an apology. Um, fourth official. Strange. He, he also gets a nomination for um, calling out the board, probably unintentionally, but still good to know the truth. The, uh, the fourth the board, official. The board can't blame it on bad foreign man who didn't want any players to be bought this time. <laughs> the fourth official, sorry, as I've been trying to say, got a nomination by Luke Ailing's boxer nose. Mm. Oh, for, uh, yes, he gets it for not putting up with right. with Jesse Marsh's bullshit. Yin and yang, yin and yang, mm. all this. So Liam Cooper, some of the, out, uh, the outriders here, I think Liam Cooper gets a nomination for being back and not being Urente, fair enough. Mm. Global warming? Yeah, for the slow, uh, slow impending heat death of the planet. And I guess Sinistera's goal was good, so him too. <laughs> okay. Again, a bit nihil, uh, nihilistic, isn't it, all this stuff? Did you hear um, Lee, uh, what's his face, Lee Dixon did the co-coms on the international feed? And he uh, said allegedly, didn't he, about uh, global warming, allegedly be, <laughs> alleged global warming being the reason why goalkeepers don't wear caps anymore. Explain the logic of that if you can. Has it been chatting to Matt Letizia or something? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Strauch nominations for his call-up. A number of people there. Bobby Eyebrows, Jelly Scott and Scrooge. Yeah, Jelly refers to him as a big, sexy, total football pirate, <laughs> which is good. Um, yeah, looking looking really good, though. Can you read out uh, the Rocker nomination? He's got a few. A little sprinkling there. Can you read the top one, please, um, Michael? In, 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 the, in the authentic accent of Jimmy Walker from Oaktown, California. I don't know what a California accent's like. Well, it's, Amer- it's an American accent. They're all he the same. He bust his ass and deserve the goal. Maybe two. Not good enough. Do it again. He bust his ass, man. And? And he deserves a goal. How many? Maybe two. Good. Thank you. And Riley Clement, uh, quietly doing really well in the last two games. Gave him hmm. hope for a point after his goal. Yes. Nonto. He's short and strong and likes an espresso. No, like an espresso. Oh, like an espresso. Short and strong, you see. <laughs> I fucked it up, haven't I? Um, yeah, and with little ears. And, uh, Which is also nice. James, uh, his parents, for getting time <laughs> off work at the last minute. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was good to see him come. Uh, I mean, it was cute video. I'll give him that. I like him so far. I want to pinch his cheeks. Cool, come here. 
And um, Tyler Adams has got a couple of nominations as well for. Uh, I say for I want to pinch his cheeks. He looks dead muscly too. He probably yeah, kicked my head in. He'd beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> You're twice his age and he'd kick the shit out of you, wouldn't he? Yep. He'd absolutely put you down. Right. Uh, yeah, Tyler Adams got a couple of nominations as well. Hero of the Week, who is it? Um, Sinister, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Mm. Or Ailing. Him or Ailing. Ailing, yeah. Ailing got his nose all smashed up. Yeah. So he suffered for his art, didn't he? It was nice to see him. I said that I tweeted out from the accounts and it was like, you mate just popping around for a coffee you didn't expect. Your mm. doorbell goes, oh, who's come, who's come round? Better put my pants on. And it's um, Luke Haley stood there and he's, ah, I've brought you these pack of biscuits and you just come in and have a coffee and chat about old times. He took it in his stride with his nose as well because I think if that had happened to me, I'd have been like, I, I think I need to immediately go to hospital with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, can, <laughs> I can't see it, but I know it wasn't. I mean, the fact that I can't breathe is I know it, And I know it wasn't here when I started the day. <laughs> so like, it's, it's well over one side of my face now. But he, give, just, he just cracked on and provided an assist. And given that you did have a journey to hospital mm-hmm. for um, your son... You understand what it's like to suffer like that, sort of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to build you up here, Michael. Okay. Once after your shoddy performance with the clips. <laughs> uh, yeah. So is it Sinister or is it Ailing? I feel like we're leaning towards Ailing. I think it, Sinister won it last week, didn't he? Ah, uh, let's give it Bill then. Yeah. Spread the love. All right, Bill Ailing is our hero of the week. Nice to see him back. Nice to see him back. What else have we got coming up this week then? Uh, Phil Hay show is on on Thursday. We've got the extra ball where we talk about we're going to do the transfer window in more depth. Was it good? Was it bad? Have we got warm bodies? Are they cold? <laughs> All that kind of thing. Oh, they're slightly just slightly tepid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. That's quite enough of that. Thank you. Um, we'll wrap the show up there. 10% off your legal fees. Yeah, we'll go speak to <laughs> Levi's listeners right now about, about this show. And uh, we'll speak to you later in the week, potentially. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.